Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebels released Fridays or this Saturday, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. Hello, how's it going? You can also, I'm well, I'm well. You can also find us on Instagram at Retro Rebel now, so... Uh, I do need to add that to the intro then because um, we've got lots going on there. So if you want to see, interact, comment, shade, throwing is, is welcome but just, you know, as well. I mean, most of the time. Um, Sometimes I do explicitly yeah. put in the post that I will accept zero no shade. shade. Like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> also, and yeah, exactly. It's like your opinion on this particular question may not be valid. Uh, because the answer's in the question, so, uh, yeah. Exactly. I'm not but, afraid to just tell you nope. Just nope your way right out of my <laughs> comment section. Nope. <laughs> that's, that's right. So, yeah, so I've been well. How, how, yeah, I'm, basically, I've been sitting in front of a computer for every day, all day, for the last few days, uh, working. So I'm sure that's not far from what you do right now, is it? I mean, that's. I think that's exactly what pretty much everyone that has a white collar job is doing at the moment. Yeah, they're working uh, just from home. Yeah. Sitting behind a computer and then <laughs> hopefully moving to a slightly different spot on their sofa and then sitting behind right. a TV. So that's I, what my life looks like. That yeah, I guess that some version of that is what it, myself and and most yeah, like you said, most people who are working from home that's probably their day. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, except for uh, the fun bonus yesterday where I think what was your computer issue allowed me to reinstall all my operating systems. So that was a bit of variety and spice. That's right. That does change things up a little <laughs> bit. So. Actually, it, it, my computers are working much better now. So I probably should have done that before purchasing a new computer, which sucks worse than this one that I'm using now, which is seven years old. There are a lot of revelations that we may have discovered today that we're just not going to think about anymore. So... That's just, that'll just go on. <laughs> we'll just, you know what? That We thought about it. Ah, you know, can't do anything about it now. Uh, we'll just make, <laughs> you know, noted for the future. Um, so what have you been playing? Because, I mean, you, my story is going to be less exciting, so. If you say that you're just playing World of Warcraft again, like, we are going to have a conversation could, about this. I could say uh another game okay if i could no no disco (laughs) (laughs) man i did well i've been playing something different i have been playing journey to the savage planet which if you like the 80s and you like bright colors and you like sci-fi this is the game for you son wow okay i'm sold It's even got adverts that play when you go into your little ship that are like, buy Glorb, it's the all-in-one nutritional supplement, buy it now, tastes like candy, enjoy it like candy, you know, like those 80s adverts, it's really intense, but it's super atmospheric. 
and what is that on? What what uh platform? It is on Game Pass for the Xbox, but it it could be on PlayStation as well. I'm not sure. It definitely feels like an indie game, but a really high production, high spec yeah. sort of indie game. Um, and so, what genre would you say? You said you, you I think you said, but sci-fi survival stroke exploration it doesn't have any of those annoying like food counters and stuff um it's similar to subnautica in that you need to like repair your ship and like improve your own resources and there's definitely some sort of story going on which i'm gonna be honest i got sidetracked you can scan animals you can you can stab them with a little thing that takes a tissue sample. Listen, I've gotten very distracted. <laughs> uh, and I've, I've only done one repair to my ship. Um, and when you die, it like jokes that it's cloned a version of you. And I'm sure everything's exactly the same. Probably. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's it's very like witty and well written. My only criticism is it's got a lot of jumping puzzles and I'm really bad at jumping puzzles. Like what do you mean jumping puzzles? Like there'll be like a outcropping of crystals and you need to hop from one to the other otherwise you'll plummet into like an abyss. I'm just really uh, bad at that sort of thing. My like depth perception in a video right. game is pants. Like I'm really bad well, at Well, if that. it's not a 2D platformer, it's really hard to see stuff like that, so Yeah, it's really hard when you're going straight at it to like judge the distance of the platform and sometimes yeah. I feel depending on when you hit the boost button, you sort of overshoot it or undershoot it and it's really hard to tell if you're going to do like that. A, seems like an an analogy and to life just i just life is just overshooting or undershooting your landing platform i I just generally have a hard time judging that distance so same Um, yeah but i highly recommend it it's on game pass it didn't even take that that like quick to download It, it didn't take that long at all and it's so bright colorful and creative it is challenging and i think that's why i might not finish it only because i don't really have a lot of time to be redoing a jump puzzle over and over and over and over but i'm not that good at them so for most people it probably isn't that hard (laughs) well if i ever get my hands on my xbox controllers uh, or pry them from my son's hands i will try to download it for (laughs) some point um with the quarantine, uh, his his bedtime has changed a bit, and so it's a little harder to get in there. And see, I still want to finish uh, Jedi uh, Fallen Order, and haven't done that yet. And it's it's a fantastic game, and I've had to avoid watching a lot of spoiler videos that go into some some ending spoiler material uh, because I, I and I really want to watch their content, but I'm like, man, I got to finish that game. It's one of those games I don't want to ruin for myself. So yeah, same. Um, but uh, yes, I have not been playing Disco Elysium, although I would really like to. I feel like I'm stuck in a spot right there and I may have to start over and I'm just not willing to do that. Um, but with, you know, I guess one of my only pieces of news is with uh, Blizzard extending the the 100 uh, percent experience increase all the way through the release of Shadowlands. So it's actually going to extend all the way. Uh, until potentially the end of the year when Shadowlands releases. That's their new expansion. Um, 
I'd, I'd kind of tapered back a little bit because I thought I was only going to have a few more days to really use the the XP boost and try to get the characters that I wanted up to max level. Uh, but they extended it, so I've got some more time. That has not stopped me from going back into the world, and I've really enjoyed... I still enjoy doing it. I'm still playing my uh, Pandaren monk. Uh, I am at uh, level 111 now with him. Panda! Which Panda. will give me... Yeah, it will give me... That will be my fourth max level character. Um, I mean, I didn't play WoW for that long, but I'm certain I had more than that. <laughs> well, at, at one point in time, I had more than that. I, I think I had five or six max level characters when it was like, when max level was 80 or 90. Um, but, you know, with each expansion, and they, they got bigger and deeper, and there was so much more stuff to do, it got harder to go back and do alt stuff. I just didn't have any desire to go back and work with an alt and and level them up and so i would just play my main uh and and uh because there was so much from crafting and uh you know and, and some of your professions that if i wanted to max any of that stuff out or get any of the good recipes or do any raiding i don't have the time to go back and do that stuff with the other characters and so this has been a huge boost for lack of a better term uh, and and a motivator to get back in and, and play the game with some of the older characters. I don't think you should. I don't. I'm not advocating that they allow any. Uh, you know, as we've said in the past, you know, any kind of uh, for real money. You know, purchases for XP boosts or anything like that. I think that maybe though, on occasion, they should do weekend XP boosts after this is over. Say, okay, this is you got an XP boost this week or something like that. Or they just give it to you, and that's for your alt, so that you can, you know, you you don't have to play all the old content again if that you don't want to slog through or whatever. Uh, or even if you really enjoyed it, it's still a lot of time when really you just want to take that character to the to the uh, you know to their max level and start doing in-game stuff with them. So anyway, it's been fun though. I've really enjoyed getting back into it. As little time as I have to really game, I'm just hoping it's not the game I talk about next week. I mean, at least boot something up for 10 minutes, for goodness sake. <laughs> that is my goal. I'm writing it down now. Uh, it's my goal is to boot another game up. Any game. Just yeah. to play something else. I've seen all this stuff of The Witcher. Uh, um, what is the what is the expansion for The Witcher? Blood and uh, blood and wine? Blood and yeah, it's it's good. That's a good expansion. Well, They're both really well, good. That's, that's what, in fact, the expansions in many ways look crisper and the gameplay looks better than than the original game it's like there's an up i don't know if it's an upgrade but it just looks more smooth and and uh the enemies are are more varied it's just the stories are uh you know along the lines of the witcher which i actually started reading those books and i love it now that i've played the game and i've seen the show it makes the to me i've enjoyed the books that much more and i love the books so um anyway uh, yeah, so I haven't been playing anything new. So, let's talk about news. News. Yeah. News. News. So, what news do we got? Uh, well, I guess the first one is that the brand new Microsoft uh, Xbox Series X logo is live and meme it all you want, but the PS5 logo is so dull in comparison. They just switched the 4 out for the 5. They didn't even try. Whereas the Xbox Series X is like something different. And I, I know it's stupid, but I am a marketer and I appreciate when products 
get updated logos like you know someone put time and effort into the branding side of things and this one seems much sharper much more pro level like from a marketing perspective this logo is the opposite of the connect branding yeah so the connect Um, branding was very the connect branding was very bubble like um family feeling i think xbox in general with this console must be making a departure from the casual gamer target audience because that logo does not appeal to a casual gamer that is a pro looking logo so i'm interested to see how that translates to our main topic (laughs) right and uh same i you know i'm I've gone back and forth over the last 20 years. I even I I don't even like saying that. It's so it makes me feel so old. The last 20 years with Xbox from its release up until now and uh, being more of a Nintendo PlayStation fan to you know, a 180 with the Xbox and the Xbox 360 and then with this, you know, the Xbox 1 not being as excited with the with the whole with anything, really, to be completely honest, I haven't liked. I didn't like the interface. I didn't like. I didn't like the you know the heads up or the HUD. I didn't like any of it really compared to PlayStation. Everything was much more pleasant with the PlayStation, and then I just liked the games better. Um, so I'm anxious to see the difference here. I'm I'm going to probably take disposable and non-disposable income and throw it at both of these companies and get one of each anyway at some point. So uh, <laughs> shut up and take my money. That's exactly right. Yeah. So money that I have to spend and money I don't have to spend. Um, probably we'll get both, though. But anyway, yeah, so that's uh, I think that's interesting. We'll see. Um, that is definitely one uh, one piece of news that's interesting. What about. Uh, well, and I, I already kind of said that uh, that Blizz, Blizzard is extending that XP boost throughout the, uh, for the remainder of the year, at least until Shadowlands. And so if you're a Blizzard or World of Warcraft fan, that's. That's good news for you. What else did you have? Uh, So there was a survey that was recently published that ties into our topic from last week. Um, And this was covered in the UK. It was a survey run by a youth organization. And they asked children themselves um, if their parents checked any of the rating information at all for the games they were playing and only 33% so a third said that their parents ensure that they're playing age appropriate games so you know I I always feel concerned when I see things like this because it only spells bad news in the future like these are two-thirds of parents aren't even checking and they're the ones that probably aren't checking their credit card statements until they're like racked up thousands of dollars like I think following on from what we were talking about last week, that's something that has to change. Like someone needs yeah. to think of a way to change that. No, I, I know. And, and, and now we were, so, we were talking about it offline for, or for a minute about it's somewhere in the middle. I mean, two things are true. You've got parents who are, who are don't, who are ignorant to it all. I mean, that's the truest definition. They don't know. Um, and then you also have some combination of not knowing and not caring parents. And then you have malicious business practices by companies who are specifically trying to target 
the ignorant and the apathetic parents, you know, who who yeah. they know that their their kids are going to be uh, have access to this stuff. They're counting on it. So uh, and, and the way that they market to them and the way that they create the gaming experience, it it does everything but force you to pay if you want to be competitive in those games. And that's just that goes against, I think, the spirit of what I think most games uh, from a video game perspective. If you're if you're talking about gambling or if you're talking about um I mean, I don't know that it's even a game anymore when it comes to that, when it's a pay-to-win scenario. Yeah, no, it goes against the point of a game and what it's supposed to right. be. Um, the good news is that the, the company that carried out the survey is called Internet Matters and YouthWorks Consulting, and they're actually releasing a guide for parents to help them understand all this gaming stuff, which I think is great, and I hope that it's popularized, and if I see it come up, I'm going to share it on our social, because I think it's really important to get the word out, and if someone comes up with a useful guide, then it needs coverage. Right. No, I agree. No, I agree. And I don't know what's going to change it either at this point, you know, with... Um, I think there there are strides like that company uh, that they're making to try to educate people and so that they can make better decisions. Um, it's just, it's going to come down to money will be the motivating factor. And if those that don't know educate themselves and they make better decisions with their money, that will speak more loudly ultimately to these companies because I don't know outside of the government coming in and, and checking them for their business practices. I don't know that anything else is going to speak. Those two things, and both of them have to do with money. Yeah. Stop them from doing it. But, well, anyway, I'm actually excited to talk about this topic because it's something new and fresh, and it's not necessarily, uh, it's not negative or, uh, <laughs> well, we can probably... Uh, throw some shade on onto some of this and bring negativity in it if we want to but uh, our main topic for today so we've got two new systems really and and if you were to bring daniel into this i mean we may bring that tally up to four or five depending on uh, <laughs> depending on Le how i mean let's we only have a limited amount of time yeah we can't bring exactly. coleco vision 2020 <laughs> into the picture who <laughs> which i sorry daniel yeah <laughs> sorry yeah exactly me and me he and i can talk about that later and we'll share our experiences as two of the only people that own that that uh that hardware but playstation and and uh, xbox have have uh, been publishing a lot of information and data about their new systems and there have been some side-by-side -side comparisons and they've just recently released their uh, game titles that are supposed to release alongside uh, the consoles. So one of the most important things I think consoles uh, are measured against, especially in the beginning, are the titles that they're released with. You know, their release titles, and and uh, it's one of the things that that hurt the the Wii U severely. I, I mean, I know that we'll have to wake up Amanda after I get done with this part of it, but the Wii U when it failed. Uh, as it did, part of it was because of the library. Part of it was because of the, the, the delivery, and, and there was there were many things that were done wrong. But the Wii U is not a bad system. It's not. It's truly not. It's innovative, uh, and it was you were able to use 
most, if not all, of the of the uh, auxiliary stuff, the the supplemental hardware controllers from the Wii on the Wii U. So it's like you could use all of your if you had bought all those those uh, Wii motes, you could actually sync them to your Wii U and use them. And a lot of the games were backwards compatible. So it was it was a, I think it was a half step. It wasn't definitely a a, a whole step up in terms. But they're but they're uh, their library when they when they released their their release library was just very weak and so there was no reason to purchase the 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 software i mean the hardware there was no reason to get it at first and 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 trade in or or trade up from your from your wii because they had nothing to play that you couldn't already play so i think it's it is a driving factor for a lot of people whatever is uh, in the release uh library and we're going to take a look at some of that and some of the hardware and, and uh, the specs. And, uh, and then we're going to get into a pissing match about which one's better. Well, so. I've, I've got the specs up. I'm, I'll let you get the games up because I was focused ma- mainly on hardware this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so specs-wise, um, they're, they're both releasing in the later part of this year, as far as we still know, and that could definitely change. Um, they have identical optical drives. Uh, on the RAM side, uh, the PlayStation has 256-bit, 16-gigabyte uh, GDDR6 RAM. And uh, Xbox has the same amount of gigabytes of RAM, but it doesn't specify the bitrate. Um, memory bandwidth. So this is where I think the Xbox starts to pull away. So the memory bandwidth uh, is 448 gigabytes per second, and the Xbox is 10 gigabytes at 560 gigabytes per second, and then 6 gigabytes at 335 gigabytes per second. So it's sort of got split memory bandwidth, which I think is quite interesting. Um, The CPU uh, for the PlayStation has 8 Zen 2 cores, at 3.5 hertz. Is that hertz? Gigahertz? I'm assuming there's a typo in this. It should be gigahertz. They've typed HGZ and that's not gigahertz, but that's cool. I know what they mean. (laughs) Uh, And then the Xbox has the same number of Zen 2 cores, but they uh, operate at 3.8 gigahertz. So slightly faster? Does CPUs operate faster? Is that what gigahertz means? Faster? I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. Speed. Yeah, I I'm never super sure when it you get anything past uh, the the graphical display outputs and things, but you know I can well, read and numbers see, that, and that one seems higher. No, I mean, you're right, and and but to their point, and this is one of the things that I think um, PlayStation and Xbox where we're going to see a difference is there is a they are going to perform differently and just to the point where you got, I think you got to the CPUs and the, and the, uh, haven't got to the GPU, right? Or did you just do that? No. So GPU, GPU is where it's going to smash. Uh, Xbox series X is absolutely coming out swinging. So, uh, the Xbox series X has 12 teraflops to the PS5's 10.28 and it has 52 CUs at 1.82 gigahertz with direct X ray tracing, whatever that means, but it sounds hella cool, versus <laughs> uh, 
36 CUs at 2.23 gigahertz. So the gigahertz is higher, but the number of CUs is lower. Um, and it supports ray tracing and 3D audio versus the Tempest engine. So that is a point of difference. There doesn't seem to be noted 3D audio support, which I'm assuming is for the sound effects that come out of different elements, um, including the controller, which I will get to later, which is my favorite part about the PS5. So I'm trying to be yeah. really unbiased, actually, um, even though it's most likely that I'll continue to get an Xbox, only because I've had one for like 15 years. <laughs> um, it, I am happy that Xbox is providing us with decent quality, but there are some things about the PS5 that I get excited about. Um, video output, so they're both 4K, but the Xbox, um, the Xbox One X supports up to 120 hertz of 8K. Oh, they both do. I wish they would write it exactly the same. Excuse me. Well, but they don't, and that's the thing. That's that's one of the things about the Xbox is they they uh, provide up to 120 hertz, but that is standard for PlayStation 5. So, up to means everything from zero to 120 hertz. Which, you know, they're probably not going to be at zero, but it won't be consistently 120 hertz. Right. And PlayStation will. But the other thing was, and, and I don't know that Xbox has, has been able to make the same claim. PlayStation 5 is supposed to have negligible or no loading screens at all. So uh, No, actually, uh, Xbox does say the same thing as well. It's like supposed okay, to load okay, in well, like good. under a second. Okay, so then they're they're both are going to be able because whatever whatever PlayStation has done uh, with the way that they're using their memory uh, and um, and their GPU, so some somehow with the RAM, the CPU, and the GPU, they're able to get they're able to use the ten point two ten point two eight teraflops and and still get almost twelve teraflops out of that you know i don't i don't again i don't i'm not a I'm computer I don't, science I, yeah uh, neither am i i don't know if that wizard. has something to do with the data transfer speed though because they have like more than double um right. gigabytes per second data transfer speed and i'm assuming if the data is zooming through quicker that it's rendering things faster that's my guess like that's just yeah a guess. And, and i had i'm not a computer person it, well, and this is one of the things that was explained. And again, this may be the last thing that I'm able to really give any input on on this <laughs> besides the games, which is what it will come down to for me anyway. I never minded Shepard sitting in an elevator with the music playing. I didn't I didn't care. I thought that was a pretty well, well done way to. Yeah, uh, I never you know, even noticed load. that. That's not the worst loading screen. The worst loading screen for me is the Fallout games. Jesus Christ. Like right. that takes yeah. forever. Yeah, it does, and that game's already long, so 25% of it's loading screens. But I used to I avoid going different places until I finished everything in one place. Yeah, so you don't have to do that. Absolutely. Um, well, it, it was supposedly, you know, on, on uh, previous iterations, uh, you had parts of the game saved in different locations on the hard drive, and so the hard drive is having to work overtime to pull all of those different parts to put it together to play it. And the way that everything is, the way it's supposed to work now is it's it's supposed to be running in the background uh, all the time. So that it may be why you're not able to, you know, why they're not committing to being able to 
cycle between different multiple games playing at the same time like Xbox is going to be able to do. Supposedly you're going to be able to leave multiple games in suspension or suspended at the location or wherever you suspended it last. And PlayStation Why would I ever want to do that? Like, who cares? I do, I, I'm just saying for that me, seems pointless. It, well, uh, for me, it would be, I don't know about multiple games, but it, I mean, the way they do it now, at least one game, I can always leave suspended. So that I can go yeah, to a different... Yeah, I do that. Because I, I will don't go do directly to games. YouTube and then come back or something. Yeah, I just don't do other games suspended. I just do one game suspended. Why would you want another... Well, maybe How you many don't have enough ADD. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the data transfer, obviously the PS5 is, is much faster and that might be contributing to this. But storage-wise, I mean, 825 gigabytes to one terabyte actually is a pretty big difference. Like, that is a significant number of additional games that you can store on the Xbox One versus the PS5. And so... I don't think it eliminates the need to have external storage on the PS5. Um, I think you right. can still want it. No, I think so too. I think. I so mean, too. I don't feel comfortable unless I've got a terabyte. Like, really, you know. Right now, I'm accomplishing that with external storage and ex- internal storage. But now, I won't have to have external storage. Don't know what I'm gonna do with that. Sell it. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. yeah. Or I mean, you've got those games saved from a different, uh, you know, maybe. They may not be backwards compatible. I don't know. So, But I do love that for external storage, the Xbox comes with a Seagate proprietary external one terabyte SSD expansion card available. What? Proprietary? Wow. <laughs> See, that's the thing that always gets me. I, I'd hate that the concept of proprietary technology that, especially if it's something that's not durable, if it's not... You know, with with PlayStation, one of the things that I've always that's always been useful is like since PlayStation Two, for the most part, I think, I think they had uh, micro USBs. Then there's FireWire cables that are useful, like with my cell phone. If you use Apple products, well, then you're already used to dealing with proprietary equipment. But you can't use Apple equipment with anything but Apple equipment. At least with you know, uh, an Android phone or other phones, you, my charge, I could actually charge my phone on my PlayStation using the same cord that I use to charge my controller, you know? So it's just useful when you have multiple uses, or if I lose one of those cords, I can just go pull a cord from my phone and and plug it in. Um, you know, well, it's got a USB 3.2 HDD support. So it looks like you can plug in a different one, but they must have done a deal yeah. with Seagate that maybe it processes the games faster and better if you use that one. Right. Right, and a terabyte card, I mean, that's nice. It, and yeah. it doesn't take up a lot of space, I'm betting. So. Yeah, especially you're going to need it because the Xbox One Series X is backwards compatible with every single Xbox console, and I am I think that's here the for it. biggest thing. That's the biggest thing to me. To, that's the biggest selling point. I've held on to Xbox One games, or, or yeah, the original Xbox games and Xbox 360 games. So I've got a lot of games that I haven't played or, or won't play. My Xbox 360 is basically a brick. It, I mean, I, I can't really update it anymore. It's not really you can't download any kind of apps or anything for it. So it's like it's not it's not set up to run YouTube well or and it and you can't even download 
the new apps, you know, like Netflix and things like that, that you would like to actually use. So, you know, it's, it's not as useful anymore. And so to play it, to use it as just a, a gaming console, which is fine, um, is really all it's good for. And most of those games, um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't probably sit down and play for an extended period of time. I like having the option though. You know, I like being able, I like my games having value or use after the fact. Um, yeah, look, so, it's not yeah, it's not for me. Sell. You know I like to play new games with new graphics, but I know a lot of people really love playing their old titles, and there are a couple titles like Halo 2 that I would love to go back and play with my brother. You know, he's still As buggy as it is, stuff. I'd go back and play yeah. Swotor, uh, Swotor, you know. So. Oh, yeah, KOTOR. I would definitely play that. Or yeah. KOTOR, yeah. SWOTOR I can still play. Yeah. The yeah, yeah absolutely. so um, I think I think that's a really excellent feature, and it smashes PlayStation out of the water, which only does backwards compatibility at this time. That could of course change, but at this time, it only does it for PS4 and VR, and that's it. So it's it's like half of the console that the Xbox One right. Series X will be in terms of its ability to play games libraries. So that automatically makes the games library bigger at launch because you can play every other game you already have in your library at launch. Even ones just that you might not have a console for. PS2. If you could play PS2 games on there, just imagine. I have no... Uh, why didn't they make that possible? That's what boggles my mind. If Xbox was able to do it, and I'd love to know how, I know that the Xbox 360 launcher that they've built inside the Xbox One infrastructure allows you to play 360 games, but it's quite obvious that you're like booting up another... UI. Do you know what I mean? Like when you right. load them? Yeah. So I wonder if there's some way that differs between how those games were designed initially that actually allows that to be possible for the Xbox and not necessarily for the PlayStation. Maybe there's just well, something on their side. It may be, and maybe there's something on the, uh, you know, maybe there's something on the disc or I don't know. But it just seems like because those consoles weren't really tethered to the internet at the time, it doesn't seem like it would be as difficult. You don't have DRM. You don't have any kind of uh, patches that needed to be downloaded day one. You plugged in your game and you played it. Even the discs, you could plug them in. You just put them into the console and play them. So it, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, but again, I, this is out out of my wheelhouse in terms of tech and my my savviness. Yeah. Well, I mean, to I add to, play, to, <laughs> to add, <laughs> I just want to play, man. Well, to add to the backwards compatibility, keeping on the hardware but moving to controllers, you will still be able to use Xbox One controllers with your Series X. And as far as I know, that's the first time there's been cross-platform support for a controller before. Right. Yeah. Well, which and, is and amazing because I don't want to buy two. Like, I, I want right. to have an extra one when people come and play, but people don't come and play often. Yeah, I live alone. Like, I'll have the one that's in the box, and I can use Xbox One controllers for other people that want to play. That's like, huge. That's so much better. That's huge. Here's the drawback. Double-A batteries. Get the out of here. Yeah, I don't use them. Batteries. I've got a dock. I've got a dock. I don't use them. Okay. Well, see, that's helpful. Yeah, I, I mean, got Doc. I've, I love the, Docs. The I recommend. The PlayStation controllers, um, to me, are um, next to the Switch, are probably one of the best 
for your money in terms of uh, they keep their charge. Um, they uh, they're just they're just high quality. And and I, my PlayStation Five controllers, I've I've never had to buy. I bought one because it comes with one, so I bought another. I've never had to replace them. The battery's never you know gone out. You know I know that eventually they start losing their charge and they don't stay charged as long. But I've never had an issue with them. You know, uh, losing their charge and, and not being able to get tethered and, and charge back up and then un unplugging them again. Um, they've just been really, they've been great. They've been better than the Xbox One controllers that I've had that had the battery pack, but I don't have a dock, right? I just, I would have them. Yeah, you got to get yourself a Venom them. dock. It makes all the difference in the world. Also, I feel like it makes the form factor a little bit slimmer in some way. Uh, maybe I'm imagining it, but it's. Well, the good thing like here. They're they're using a charging cable that's a USB C, and that's the same thing that uh, uh, the Switch uses. Uh, it's the same thing my Droid phone uses. So, from that perspective, uh, that's a plus on both of them. They both use it. So, well, the one thing that I do have to give the uh, PlayStation Five for in terms of controller is the built-in microphone array in the controller. Bloody brilliant that is brilliant like it makes everything so much more accessible i freaking hate having to plug headphones in it sucks i hate using them like i much prefer to use the connect if i can but it doesn't always pick up very well and it, the sound is all muddled and everything and it's a bit weird so i think it's super interesting to have a microphone built into the controller that just really yeah. changes the game in terms of how you can interact with games it doesn't necessarily have yeah. to be for multiplayer you could be doing voice commands killer that's true that's true and if you look at the controllers ign has a link uh, and a side-by-side -side of the two controllers. The Xbox controller, is that... The Xbox controller looks almost exactly the same um, as as previous iterations of it. The PlayStation controller, on the other hand, that's the farthest that they've gotten away from... Oh, the design the is 10 out of 10. It looks like Cortana's booty. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. If I could use the PlayStation 5 controller with the Xbox, that would be, in my opinion, the perfect gaming console. Like, the yeah. controller that they built, and I have to give them credit for it, is the coolest looking, most interesting and innovative features I think that I've ever seen. And there's supposed to be some sort of proprietary haptic feedback that will make the rumble feel noticeably different for different ground types and i'm interested to see what that's about well you know that has to you know as i plug nintendo for a second that has to be some some sort of innovation on what nintendo did with the with the switch because of you know that that basically tech demo game that they had where you could turn the 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 switch uh, controller over as you had it separated from the dock, you could turn it over and you would feel as if you were pouring ice into a glass. And, and so it would feel like that's, that's how much it's even in a very weird. small controller. Yeah. It, it was really cool. Um, the way that they did that. And so, um, they're getting innovative with, with the haptic feedback and, and making the whole experience much more immersive. Uh, which is really cool. I mean, that's 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 cool and and a and a, a nice touch. 
I, I'm looking. Yeah, I, I'm just looking at the controllers, and it's it's a departure. But I do like, I like the look. Don't know, it look I like, like Cortana's booty though? Come on. Not gonna lie, absolutely. It's, it's colors and everything. <laughs> if she like just had like the white, if they had made the body of the controller blue, had the edges be white, it'd be like a dead ringer. But it still, I feel like, evokes Cortana booty. It it is in sp- the spirit of. We will definitely. I definitely think so. So, final thoughts about the hardware side of things. What do you feel like think? And try to be unbiased. I know you're going to buy both of them and probably PS5 first. But what probably. do you think? Probably, yeah. Um, you know, from what from the hardware standpoint, and, and probably coming into it from the perspective of being a little bit more ignorant. Um. If I were just looking at this, I probably would pick the Xbox if I don't know what I'm doing. Like if I if I just came into it as ignorant, which I am basically coming into it ignorant. I'm making my decision ultimately on the release titles more than I am this because I think I see pros and cons on both sides. The Xbox seems to be the one that I that stands out positively more to me because but again it's because I don't necessarily know that I understand after having listened to some things um and probably because of my personal bias objectively speaking probably Xbox personal bias absolutely going to buy the PlayStation first well it's funny because there was a recent story that a former PlayStation developer said that the Xbox One X is a beast <laughs> Really? Yeah, which I think is really great for non-biased, like, non-partisan opinion. Like, this guy used to work for PlayStation, and even he can admit that the tech specs are impressive. I think where Xbox, even if I wasn't intending on buying and hadn't had one for years, where it edges it out for me personally is that it seems to be more powerful it definitely has more memory and you can use old controllers with it which is literally i can't think of another time that has ever happened and as someone who likes to have stuff available for people if they want to play but who only ever needs one controller it's nice that finally when i buy a console that comes with one controller it'll be enough you know i won't need to buy an extra 50 you know, pound piece of hardware on day one, you know? So I feel like that for me, those two things are like the biggest selling feature. And then the backwards compatibility is great. I don't know how that's going to work, but if I could get my hands on an old KOTOR disc, an old Halo 2, whatever, and you could pop it in there, or if they let you play it on Game Pass or something somehow, like there are definitely some games I'm here for. I'm not as big of an aficionado of old games as many other people are, but I still like appreciate that. However, the PlayStation 5 controller seems sick. Like, and I kind of wish that was the controller that we were getting. So I have to give PlayStation 5 props for the coolest controller I've seen in ever ever well that's high praise for i mean if if since i mean at least they did get some praise yeah and uh, they've got some great you know they've got some great points as well like you know they may be able to load a little bit faster because it seems like they've got some speed metrics that are a little bit higher however i think the 
um, streaming services with Project X Cloud are already way more developed, and if they're already streaming, then they must be loading without any loading time, because obviously. So I really think that that might be like a bit of a PR sort of talking point that's less relevant. Do you know what I mean? No, I do. I do. I And I agree. So I'm going to buy an Xbox, but I do wish it came with a PS5 controller. That's my final thought. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I'm with you. Um, I, I, I think that there's, I, I want them both. I think that there's, there are pros and cons. The next part of this is going to be what dictates it for me and, and probably will dictate how long I wait to buy the other console, uh, to be honest. Yeah. Tell me about the game. Okay, so... I haven't peaked, by um, the way, so this is going to be my native reaction. Okay, well, I'm going to list... Um, a, I didn't, I'm didn't. i not listing all of them, but I, I mean, I'll tell you a few of the big yeah, ones. Yeah, li list, list the biggies. Um, the, those are the ones that I care about, let's be real. So, um, Halo Infinite is one that Hell I know to that the you're yeah. interested in. So, um, but I... But as I as I read more into it, is Halo Infinite a new s game in the series or is Halo Infinite all of the games? I don't know, but I want it. Okay. I'm, su I'm such so a Halo fanboy. They could say that it's like literally just one level and I would still buy it. <laughs> right. Uh, well, so Halo Infinite's one. Um, let's see. Uh... That was that was the big one that I knew for sure. Uh, then another one that's coming out, uh, Hellblade Two. I don't know if you. Oh this no, is I can't play Saluna's Sacrifice. It freaks me the hell out. Yeah, it's uh, and then uh, Elder Scrolls Six. Heck yes! Stop re-releasing Elder Scrolls Skyrim. We need a new damn game. You hear me? <laughs> yes. So that this is supposed to be uh, a release. Now, the rest of the games are either going to be released on both, and these are the big ones. They're either going to be released on both, or so I'll, I'll list the ones that are going to be released on both, and then I'll go to the ones that are exclusively PlayStation. So the games that I listed for you right then are exclusively Xbox. None, exclusively Xbox, and none of those are, you know, games that that would sell the console necessarily for me. There's Rainbow Six uh, that's coming out as well, but uh, you know again that those Elder are, Scrolls kind wouldn't of its sell own. the console for you. Jeez, your standards have changed. I uh, know. Well, I'll tell you what would if it was an exclusive. If this next game I'm going to list was an exclusive on Xbox, I'd buy it day one, uh, and that's Cyberpunk. So Cyberpunk Heck yeah. is uh, no, that's, but you that's know CD Projekt Red, they're too nice. They wouldn't do that. They know people are desperate to play. Oh, I know it, but but if they were, then this would be an exclusive. They should have. They should have. I agree. Um, so uh, that that would be one, but that's coming out. That's being supposed to be released uh, when the consoles are released, and will be uh, obviously a, a big a big game, a big seller, and and a lot of people are looking forward to that game. Um. Gears of well, that's no, Gears of War Five. I, I didn't even list that one because it's just an enhanced yeah, version of what's already, already on anyway, X. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Watch Dogs Legion. 
Heck yes. Uh, I'm in. I'm ready. So, yes, Watch Dogs Legion is is uh, going to be supposed to be released with the release of the consoles, but it's also going to be on both. You know, so if you get either one, you should be able to to play that when it's released. Now, there's another game. I, let me make sure. Let me see. Wait, wait. Just it. one thing about Watch Dogs. I know I told you, but I didn't tell them. So in Watch Dogs, apparently you can recruit any of the NPCs in the world to join you from like MI5 to like police officers, doctors, whatever you can like get them to join your hacking team or whatever. I'm here for this. I want to know how that works. It sounds fire. No, it, it does. It sounds interesting. It, 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 to me, it sounds like a bit, I don't know how they're going. And again, this may be oversimplifying it, but, uh, a bit like, um, the online portion of Grand Theft Auto Five right now, um, just how, just how involved you can get in with the world and and uh, how it's kind of just an open sandbox and everything's online. So I don't know—is it Second Life for people who hack and steal things? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm kind of into know. it. Although I have to say, if the UI is like Watch Dogs Two, it can go die in a dumpster. <laughs> Watch Dogs 1 UI was so much better. I was so upset by Watch Dogs 2. I really loved Watch Dogs 1, and Watch Dogs 2 was a piece of crap. Sorry. No, you're um, you're good. You're good. Uh, one second. Hold on. One second. I got to... One sec. Hello. Hello. Did you make a timestamp? I made one when I sat back down. 49. I did not make a timestamp when I stepped away, though, so. That's fine. He can see that no one's talking. I can look at it. It's. Anywho. All right. We're at. 50. Ready? Three. Two. Two. One. Well, so the rest of the games um, that I'm going to list are PS5 uh, exclusives. And I actually think that there are as many, if not more, on this side that you would be interested in playing. I mean, I really, truly do. And to me, ultimately, as 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 awesome as the hardware is, as awesome as, as uh, you know, as even the controller looks, you know, it's going to come down to the games, I think, in the end and what people really want to play. And um, unfortunately, because they're, they, these, these systems have exclusive games, um, you're just going to run into a situation where some people just won't ever get to play those games, right? They're just not going to have access to them. So, um, the first one I wanted to list is a game called uh, Godfall. And Godfall is supposed to be the first official game released on PlayStation 5. Um, it's <laughs> it's published by Gearbox, so it's a 
who publishes Borderlands. Um, it's a, it's kind of a, a looter shooter in the, in, in destiny ilk, I guess in a way only instead of guns, it's swords and axes and things like that. So, um, it's maybe a dungeon crawler with bigger character models. Uh, you know, I don't know. There's not a whole lot that's been uh, released about it, but you can see some uh, video on on uh, on uh, YouTube if you want to check it out. Godfall, and that's supposed to be coming out. It's border. They say basically it's Borderlands with swords instead of guns. Me. If you like Borderlands, maybe it even maybe it even has similar uh, similar humor. I don't know. Um, which could be a good or bad thing. I guess it just depends on uh, your sense of humor. Maybe you're. That's quite weird, though, because level. Borderlands was a cross-platform game, so it's weird that they've made the decision to take a new IP and make it an exclusive on PlayStation Five. <sighs> yeah. It's a bit it's messed up. It's PC. not very CD Projekt Red of them. No, it's not. And you know what? You may find it being released eventually. You know, like many of these games are. They get released later on the other console, so it, if, at least initially, it's not going to be that way. Um, then uh, there are some other games that I'm not as excited about, so I'll list those. Uh, but they're but they are they're good. Like I mean, I I think that they're going to be good games. I just don't know that I'll play them from the beginning. But to me, much more interesting than the Xbox lineup still. Um, so. Uh, Ghosts of Tsushima is uh, is a game from the developer Sucker Punch, the same people uh, that did, um, if I'm not mistaken, Sucker Punch. Who Sucker Punch is? Uh, who did? Sekiro, I know. A, I know a movie called Sucker Punch. It was all right. <laughs> is, well, yeah, all right. I think is at best. Yeah, I don't know. Anytime you say something with too much of a JRPG sounding uh, premise, I'm out. Like, <laughs> it is not. For yeah, I'm me. looking to see. Let's see who. Uh... I mean, so far you said these are the games you're most excited about, and you haven't even no, wrinkled I an eyebrow. List... Oh, I'm, well, I'm saving the best for last. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Best. Fine. Okay. So, Ghost of uh, Tsushima is uh, made by Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch was a developer for Infamous. So, okay, um, right. And and the game looks great. I mean, it's it's definitely it's definitely got this um, you know over the shoulder third person vibe, similar to the 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 latest God of War game. So, um, and then uh, but but the ones that I'm most excited for, I'm going to list those now. Uh, Last of Us Two. Yeah, I knew that was going to be on Last the list. Last of Us Two, Doesn't very excited about. Me at all. No, Uncharted Five. Uncharted Five is in the works. Uh, Uncharted Four was the best game so far in the series to me, and and so even though uh, Nathan Drake is a is a serial killer, I mean he's killed thousands of people in his games. I'm still looking forward to it. Um, he, Horizon Zero Dawn Two. I have not played the first one, um, but I have only heard good things. I still want to. I'm still on my list of games to play. Is that still and, a, uh, a PlayStation a for Four exclusive, Horizon Zero Dawn, the first one? Yep. 
That's bull yeah, hockey. I think it is. I agree. I agree. Um, and then the last two, uh, God of War 2. All right, I'll give you God of so War 2. So a sequel to, and then uh, Spider-Man 2. Nope, I can't give you Sp- I'm sorry, I, I can't Spider-Man. give you Spider-Man. Like, I'm sure it's great, but no. It was, it was I think, two years ago was my uh, game of the year. I know it was. Spider-Man. You really so, loved it in those stupid backpacks. You're obsessed. It was fantastic. It's one of the few, exactly. <laughs> Listen, I got a it great memory. It was one memory. of the few games that I actually finished. I know it. One of the few games that I have finished over the last few years, God of War and Spider-Man were both two, they were two games that I actually finished. And and uh, Last of Us and Uncharted. All four of those games I actually finished. Um, which is uh, not in the same year, though, so let's not get crazy. You know what, though? I've just realized anyway. that what they're doing is, and the reason I'm not so excited about playing the games that are on your side, is that their exclusives are sort of mainstay exclusives. So just like you're not going to get excited about Halo, it's because you haven't grown up with that being an exclusive console launch all the time. Well, you know, I'm not much as much more as I'm excited I have. about Halo. Well, I am. I'm much more excited about Halo than I am Rainbow Six because it's just another first-person yeah, shooter to me. Who cares? I, it's yeah. not so calm. I really enjoyed. But Although so Rainbow Six Vegas was great. I enjoyed I heard that. Good things about it. Yeah. It's just that yeah. first first person shooters, Call of Duty type games, they're not my bag. It's just Yeah, my, but I can't I get excited them. about The Last of Us or any of those other games because I've literally never played any of them. So it's like I know they're good games, I but I'm like so far behind at this point. What is the point? You know? It's such a shame. What they've done is such a shame. It is a shame. They should only have exclusives for like one year and then open it cross platform because I would love to play The Last of Us. I think it would be great. And I'd love to play this new Borderlands, but with swords. But, you know, I'm not going to buy a PlayStation 5 for it. I mean, especially if I'm getting Elder Scrolls. Get out of here. That's true. That's true. Elder Scrolls. I'm going to be playing for months on game day number one title. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm really excited about that. No, so I mean, uh, final final uh, tally. What what would your selection be based on what you've heard so far? I mean, is it even a question? Listen, I'm gonna have to play Halo, uh, Gears of War Five Remastered. Who cares? Um, I'm gonna be going for Halo, Cyberpunk, and Elder Scrolls. That's what I got my eye on for for sort of as soon as I can wrangle up reasonable disposable incomes to purchase the console. But it is big on the list because I really would like to take my Xbox One and put it in the other room and have like a little TV in the bedroom as well. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. No, I'm I'm uh I'm definitely with that lineup I'm going to pick up the cuz I do I have played those games, so I definitely will be picking up the PlayStation first which wasn't how it happened this time i mean i bought the playstation 4 long after i bought the xbox one and was disappointed in sad panda so um interesting interesting but well that's good though and uh and wraps up this episode of retro rebel gamecast i want to thank amanda for this week's discussion all of the notes from this episode will be posted on our site templeofgeek.com if you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with your questions Sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. 
you like what you hear, head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcast and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released. And rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See you later.